0: Hey there. Welcome. Glad you could join us. I'm your co-host, Dana Boss, here with my fellow traveler, Rose Schooler. And this is our podcast, Lead Up. It focuses on the intersection of leadership and management with real life. Managing a team and leading a group can be lonely and quite demanding at times. And we see you and we celebrate you. So come hang by the virtual water cooler with two very different perspectives on this topic.
1: And welcome to Lead Up. We have a really super fascinating and maybe a little bit controversial topic this time because we're going to talk about the very infamous and public and public figure Elon Musk.
0: In particular, his intersection with Twitter, because I want to be clear, I don't love people who Monday morning quarterback all these leaders out there trying to achieve
1: stuff. I don't love that. It's always ma- easy to make the decision after it's been made yeah. and the results are done. And from, right? and, yeah, <laughs> and from the comfort of my home with nothing on the line, right? But, yeah. but
0: and I also want to say, like, I'm not, in this episode, I'm not going to be commenting on Elon Musk as a person. I will be commenting very specifically on his very public actions at Twitter and what that says about leadership and management. Um, but, I mean, he, other than Bill Gates, he's the American that gave the most to charity last year, right? So so I am not commenting on him as an overall person as we talk through this.
1: But And, and, what's, and it, what's, yeah. it, what's super fascinating, you know, Dana and I were kind of brainstorming doing this podcast, I don't know, back up, right, when he was starting to take over Twitter. And, and I actually <laughs> believe— but he's probably one of the big impetus behind it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because we kept talking about it.
1: We just kept exchanging like Twitter threads and articles, and we're like, "Wow, this is fascinating." I'm yeah. not saying that what he did is right or wrong. I'm just it's saying a fascinating case study. It's going to yeah. be a like a Harvard business Harvard Business Review case study yeah, someday. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's so many fascinating elements, and we thought, what a great conversation to have, mm-hmm. Elon Musk. And the acquisition of Twitter and some of the leadership and management attributes that happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. during during that transaction. Yeah. So Dana, maybe you went, maybe you want to start off because I think I think he start, there was a, a point in time during the acquisition where he sent the infamous email.
0: Yeah, he sent the infamous email. So he did a lot of things when he first arrived. You know, he immediately laid off the entire leadership team, the CEO, etc. He walked in with a sink. Yeah, I respect his accomplishments in general, like his arc and what he has achieved through Tesla and some of these other innovations. But I just couldn't understand what the heck was going on with this. Because, you know, his. There's so many ways I reacted to the email, but but he basically sent this email that many people probably are aware of that said to all, it was a blanket email to all employees, like, you know, be prepared to work extremely hardcore and you better be in the office, not working virtually or five days a week, or you can go pretend to work for someone else. And man, did that get my backup. That's when I was like texting Rose, like, oh, hell no. Like I just, because... This pandemic made everyone work from home and the only reason most businesses survived is because people managed a way to deliver in a setting that was not typical for them. They managed to challenging. Out, yeah, yeah, they managed to figure out how to deliver when they could no longer take their kids to childcare. They managed how to deliver when they worked in a tiny one bedroom apartment or studio even that they couldn't leave and yet they still delivered on their jobs left, right and center. And and I know I'm right because everybody talked about like, wow, productivity is maintained. Wow. Look at that. We can all work remote. So for someone to say to me as an employee within days of arriving or however long it was like, you better do these things or go pretend to work for someone else. I was just yeah. like, oh my God. And I was yeah, let- like, from a leadership and management perspective, like wh- what better way to, to inspire people
1: to leave you yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's peel that one a little bit because I, you I know, get all hot about it. <laughs> she gets all hot and, and I have probably a very flow. non-popular yes. perspective on the, on the workplace. Um, so I, I'm going to lay it out there and then you can all send me hate mail afterwards. <laughs> um, so let, let's just dissect, you will come in and you will work in the office. So let's focus on that statement for a second. Um, I would argue he bought the company. He gets to make that rule. He gets to say, I want you to work in the office. Okay. I'm not disagreeing. Um, nope. And I would argue that when you as a leader maybe think that you want to change the culture, it's really freaking hard to do that when nobody's in the office. Mm-hmm. Like I think. Mm-hmm. When you dial back to 2020, everything Dana said was 100% right. Like personally I probably worked more that year than yeah, I did yeah. any year in my career. Cuz I woke up, I slid my laptop over, I ate my breakfast on calls, I worked yeah. until all hours of the night. I mean, you never got the separation of yeah. work and home. Yep. So everybody was working a ton. So peace to that. Having said that, I think it is it remains to be seen. The impact of not having days together yeah, as a yeah. team and I agree with in that the office. Okay. So, but he gets to make that call. Yep. Right? Yep. It's his company. The part that put my hair on the back of my neck up is the insulting yeah. insinuation that Dana highlighted, which is pretend to work at home. Okay. So let's say it. There probably are people that pretend yeah, to work at home. Yeah, maybe a few. Of course, there are. Mm-hmm. But don't insult the majority, <laughs> the majority. in the population yeah, yeah, of yeah. the people that are working really freaking hard at home. Okay, so let's th- uh, one more layer uh-huh. of this onion. Uh-huh. His intent, it's his call. He gets to make it. We can debate whether it's a good or bad decision. Right. The how he made yes. it. Yes, he made a decision. Would not be popular. That's what leaders and managers do is yeah that make decisions. Having said that, he used nothing in the form of his heart. Yes. In treating anybody with dignity and respect in the rollout. On the rollout. Yeah, that's
0: exactly it. You I and mean, you nailed it, Rose. I just think the point of view, my point of view on this podcast and anyone who hires me is there are a way to do things that still can show respect and preserve dignity. And I don't think that did either. It's absolutely his call. I mean, everybody has to make calls on how they run their company. Now, I will say just as a tangent the world of work has just fundamentally changed. And when you
1: absolutely don't
0: make a call like that, unless you're prepared for some key talent to walk out the door, because that's right, just a new normal. And that's fine if you're prepared for that. And you know that that's a possible possibility, but to just send out an email saying like, you better be willing to be hardcore and work five days or see ya. I guarantee you a lot of Twitter's best talent walked out the door. So that was a really blunt faced instrument for
1: announcing yes. or approaching that decision, you know? Yeah, and maybe we can hit one, um, one other thing while we're talking about the, this specific action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a big believer in sharing a, a point of light. Uh-huh. I worked for a guy once that used to say, you got to give people a point of light. Where are they heading to? Yeah. Point one. And the why behind a decision that you make, not just hey, I need you to come in and I need you to bring your sleeping bags and you're sleeping under your desk and right, okay, and, and again, it's his company. He yep. gets to yep. he gets to do that, or yep. you cannot work there. Yeah, maybe. And 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 when I was reading the reports, the report said he hinted, hinted. Keyword underlined bold, mm-hmm. that steps are required to justify that $44 billion. Yeah, yeah. Now, point one, that was his $44 billion, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I think he got some partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. He got his money where his mouth is. He laid himself on the line, yeah. He laid himself on the line. He gets to make the calls. But the only, if I were his coach, would he would never hire me because he wouldn't give a rip about what I said. <laughs> But I would say, Hey, what you might want to do is share the financials of the company mm-hmm. because the financials will show that how much money they were losing. And I can't put, I can't put a tag on it. I want to say it was a couple million dollars a day. It mm-hmm. was a million dollars. It was an insane amount of money they were losing. Mm-hmm. So you show that and show what a year or two now looks like, mm-hmm. like we're, none of us are going to be here. Right. 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 We're going to go out of business. So we, number one, we've got to make changes and we got to make cuts to sustain the the company. Yeah, perfect. Point one. Point two, it's going to take intense commitment to turn this around. And here's what it will result in if we're able to do that. Mm -hmm. And you have to appeal to the analytics, what does it mean for an analytic? Maybe it's money. Mm-hmm. What does it mean for someone that has a social ju- cause or issue? I want to make sure freedom of speech is available to everybody in the United States. Mm-hmm. You have to create that point of light. It's
0: cliche, but people are always like, leaders need to like inspire people to follow them, and and this did none of that. So you know, I, again, he can make whatever decisions he needs, but then also make your choices on on how you communicate that because. Not speaking of the company being financial trouble, I mean, it's not just about the way he treated his employees. It's also some of the other choices he made. But they've lost over six hundred of their top advertisers now. Literally, they have stopped advertising. So that revenue, which is a massive amount, is now no longer coming into the company. So, like, if you've ever wondered if leadership and management actually matter, well, if you don't really care about the people side, yeah, here's an example of how it really
1: impacted the business side too. Um Well, and, and wasn't there a situation um that you shared with me on like how you found out that you were you were you had to choose, right? Yeah. Didn't you get an email or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I read. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's just like click here yeah. if you or if you're willing. And if you click no, like you're laid off. So yeah, this is the thing. I, I, and to your point, Rose, uh, it would be naive to say that you there are not situations where companies need to let people go and make layoffs, but sometimes it just has to happen. And I think, again, a company and the leaders involved are the people can make a choice to do it in a way that still respects people and preserves their dignity. And I'm not saying it's ever fun or welcome to be laid off. And I've been laid off, by the way, so I know how it feels. But there are ways to do it that are still showing respect and care for those being impacted. And I will once again say that his, his actions showed neither.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, um, over my 33 years, um, the toughest moments in my career were the times where I had to have those conversations. They, they suck. Um, they're not fun. But going back to the respect and yeah, the yeah, dignity yeah. and the how, um, we always, we, I, I never sent an email and said, make a choice or you're out or, hey, by the way, I just want to give you a heads up, pack your box. You know, you don't have a job tomorrow. Yeah. You don't send an email. We either me personally or the people in my organization would have a conversation so you could answer. And by the way, yeah, they're awful, more awful for the recipient, but darn awful for both sides. But it's more awful for the
0: person being laid
1: off. And it was really critical that you prepared so you could understand the details like um, because you'll get inevitably you get, well, why? Why me? Mm -hmm. Um, How was I selected? What's going to happen now? What are my options in terms of uh, am I going to get any assistance? What happens to my health care? Do you have placement assistance services? Do I get a severance package? You can't manage any of that over email. And if you don't prepare, Uh you're going to be, first of all, you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look about like someone who doesn't care and someone that didn't get prepared for the conversation. And I think- Allow me. Yes.
0: If you don't mind.
1: Punching up that you just described
0: leadership and management there, okay? Amen, The leadership piece was- We're going to do this in a way that shows respect and preserves dignity. We're going to do this. Everybody's going to have a conversation. And I want all of us to be prepared for those conversations. So that's the leadership piece. You cannot achieve that without some wicked tight management of how this is all going to roll out. By when should everybody have had a conversation? How are you going to prep all the managers that have to have that conversation to answer various questions. Oh, geez. Yeah. Or if they can't answer a question, wh- who can they direct them to? And that takes wicked tight tactical management. And if you as a leader simply say, be respectful and talk to people and don't bother to to actually find out if like, what's the plan? Who is there anybody actually planning this and organizing it? Um, then, then you're failing. Like that's a, that's a classic. Like you said, Rose. Like that's a heart statement without any head or hands behind it. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, do you it. can't and that. that's why, you, by you, the way, can't employees can't can get so cynical, is because they'll hear leaders and managers say these these meaningful statements like "my door is always open" or "we want to be here for you," and yet there is nothing. In real
1: practical life that backs that up. Back it up. So you just described metership and management. If you don't plan for the execution, mm-hmm. if you don't use your heart in a real live conversation, what you end up doing is Dana mentioned, d mentioned the 600 right. advertisers right. that they lost. Now you're going to have thousands of employees that aren't speaking for you. You're always going to have someone that's disgruntled. You're never going to get 100%. But when the majority are saying, hey, that's a really shitty place to work. It
0: was so public that all of his actions, and then, like you said, some employees really put out a lot of candid information out there, including that one you sent me, which was this employee saying, like, basically what you said, like, hey, I respect that Elon Musk might have a different vision for this organization, but... It's not clear to me what it is. It's not clear to me if I stayed what I'm staying for. I have no yeah. sense of what he, where he's going to take this organization. I thought that was a very interesting one because it was so even-handed. It wasn't lashing out. It was just like, no, no I'm not staying because I don't, I don't have faith that he's actually going to take
1: this anywhere. I don't know what I'm fighting for. Yeah, I don't know what I'm fighting for. I don't know what I'm fighting for. And then, you know, I, I do. And then the Twitter poll. And then the Twitter poll. I do have this interesting, I have a tremendous, this is a personal statement, editorial. I do have a tremendous amount of respect for Elon. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm not, I, I am not a hater agree. by any means. I just step back and go, you know, maybe it, he would be just amazing mm-hmm. with the, just a little, little polish, uh-huh. right? Um, but the, it is pretty gutsy to put the poll out that said, should it I was, be the CEO? It was, and
0: be careful what you wish for because everybody said, no, no. Not everybody, <laughs> but the majority. And so he has, yeah. by the way, I, I, he was just interviewed yesterday, which will be a while ago for listeners of this podcast, saying like by the end of the year, he thinks a new CEO I
1: saw that in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll put a new CEO in place. And, you know, um, I, I, if you look at, some of his other assets whether it be SpaceX or Tesla you know the his actions at Twitter started to impact the stock price and the valuation of yeah. those other companies for a number of reasons are are you can you manage all three of these assets critical critical yeah. assets yeah. to the to the detail and the intensity that it requires, because I'll tell you what, being a CEO ain't no walk in the park. So, you know, it is
0: not, I, that's him. why I always want to be really clear when I make these comments. Like, I, I think it's an incredibly hard job and I'm, I would be terrified.
1: by So could you imagine, you know, um, creating a satellite communications infrastructure, uh, creating Oh, EVs for the electrical right. vehicles, through Tesla for the planet yep, start and putting revolution. the infrastructure in place to do it. Um, and in, in his mind, creating a platform for free speech for the country. I mean, there are three giant altruistic yeah. visions there. Yeah. Can one person, yeah, really. Execute on all three. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's what you saw in terms of the impact of the stock price and the impact mm-hmm. to, okay. uh, 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 you know, across the companies. And yeah. so, you know, he's a smart guy. He probably went, okay, right. it's time for me. I put my fingerprints on, I set my expectations. Mm-hmm. Now we got to let somebody be the CEO and run it.
0: Most of us leaders and managers are not Elon Musk and in the public eye that way, but they're still Glassdoor that yes this- blink yep yep so so there are still ways that if you really alienate your staff your employee population that it can blow back on you in an external fashion not just within the company it can be hard.
1: well that you saw it. his people were using his pl- using the platform to get their messages out yep. so yep. right wrong or otherwise you have to be you know as we roll into the hot takes for this episode mm-hmm. um my hot take would be you've got to make sure you have your head, which he clearly has. Clearly has yep. The hands, which mm-hmm. he clearly has. Yep. To manage- but bring that heart to work, yeah. bring that heart to your leadership and management. Yeah. Yeah. Um, approaches. And, and by heart, I know that I'm defining, it.
0: I'm pretty sure you are too, by like, just in this case, like you've got to treat people with respect. You've got to preserve dignity. And if you're not doing that, like, man, oh man, forget it. Like,
1: yeah, you don't need. That doesn't mean you need to be a softy. No, no, no.
0: We are not yeah, saying right. you have to be a softy. Softy. No, yeah. no, no. This is not about the fact that you have to be nice. It's not a fact. The fact that every idea should get applause. I'm not talking about that at all. We I'm have- saying when you do disagree with something or you do have to make a hard decision that impacts people, you can do it in a way that that shows respect and dignity, even if you're disagreeing with them or doing something they don't like. I'm not sure he stopped to take a beat and actually learn about the place he just bought and think about, learn from, like, who's the key talent that we actually want to hold on to here? (laughs) You know what I mean? So keep that, even if you're, like, the most successful person in the world, like, try to keep that ego in check.
1: Yeah, your point is a great one. Um, It's probably an entirely another episode about leadership, but with his success, both corporate success, financial success, do you lose the sensitivity to lifelong learning? Yeah, you wonder. You wonder. Do you lose that sensitivity? So our hot takes for this week.
0: Hot takes.
1: Hot takes. Make sure you keep learning. Don't forget about using your heart and treating people with respect and dignity. And with that, we out. Epilogue. On March 6th.
0: A person who goes by Hallie on Twitter, H-A-L-L-I, wrote this on the platform. Dear Elon Musk, nine days ago, the access to my work computer was cut, along with about 200 other Twitter employees. However, your head of HR is not able to confirm if I am an employee or not. You've not answered my emails. Maybe if enough people retweet, you'll answer me here.
1: Okay. Thank you, everyone, for spending some of your really precious time with us today. Odds are you don't have a lot of it. And we super appreciate you listening. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Uh, What are your questions or thoughts on the topic of management and leadership in real life? We promise if we hear from you, we will respond and we will discuss those topics and those questions on the podcast. So send us an email. You can find it on our podcast landing page. Um, And until next time, cheers to all of you out there doing your best to deliver for your teams, your organizations, and yourselves.